Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. Today, we have on an amazing guest who is sure to leave you with lots of energy, ideas, and advice. Say hello to Jennifer Demuchowski. She is the brain and founder of Jennifer Demuchowski Design, where she helps her clients develop premier branding through unique detail and direction. Jen has worked for some very elite brands, including a stint at Michael Kors headquarters post-grad. She is an ex-fitness instructor in the DMV with a passion and energy for fitness like no other. So now that I am side-by-side to her, gushing about her, let's welcome Jen Demuchowski. Hello, and thank you for that intro. So sweet. Oh my gosh, of course. How are you doing? Besides the horrible parking situation, getting well, to my you know, studio. That's a city, so what are you going to do? You exactly, know? exactly. Doing well, doing well. Besides this gloomy day, brightening it up with you. Oh, So this cute. is phenomenal. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on. You guys, Jen has been so helpful like with the building process of this podcast. She listens to so many podcasts and has such good insight into how it should be like constructed and she has been a major help for me. So I'm really excited to have her on today just to give us like all of the different expertise into all of the different hats that she wears. So uh, Jen, you moved to DC how long ago from New Jersey? We got a Jersey girl on our hands. Jersey girl. Okay. So let's see. I moved here six or seven years ago. Oh my gosh. In quite the transition. I would say being born and raised in New Jersey, I actually did go to JMU. So this wasn't totally unfamiliar territory for me. And then after college, moved back home, ended up being in New York City for a minute, working at Michael Kors, like you said, and then coming back down here because everyone that I knew from college was here. Everybody at JMU was a Nova person. So I was like, okay, wait, all of my friends are together. I want to go back down. So I've been here for quite some time. It's still getting used to it. But I do like it. It's got its, like, own charm. Yeah, I agree. There's so many people that know you, I feel like. You mm-hmm. are just a hot commodity here. <laughs> and and I actually posted a story. Well, I reposted one of your stories from my birthday party last week. Okay. And— Literally, I got, like, so many different comments, like, Jen, Jen. And I was like, (laughs) how do you know Jen? So everybody knows you. And you were a very, very popular fitness instructor in the DMV. And if you want to explain that a little bit more, I'd love love to hear more about it. I feel like I don't even know much about it. Yeah. Okay. So that all started, I ended up going to F45 for the first time, the one in Bethesda, which actually at this point in time, I don't believe it's even opened anymore. So the only Owners who owned that opened up the one in Arlington. Then from there, I ended up moving closer to this area. So I ended up going to Pentagon City's F45 and then got into coaching there. And I've been an athlete all my life. So that's not something that was completely out of the norm. It wasn't something that was out of my wheelhouse, but more finding the time for fitness, exercise, movement in a nine to five schedule at the time. And then deciding to take on coaching and getting your certifications, moving forward, and kind of progressing into that was just a totally new chapter for me. So taking that on was probably a blessing in disguise. I was at 45 for about a year, 
all while during that time building my Instagram. My whole Instagram used to be fitness. And it was before Reels came out, before Instagram stories. You just posted a photo back to the what's on my plate days. like Yeah, or like the horrible Instagram filters. I would make myself yes. look orange. I'd be like, oh, this yes. is the one. <laughs> this is the one. Or a half mirror selfie or cropped out because no one knew how to crop images. The photos were not that good, super grainy, like chaotic. So that was kind of the build of everything through fitness within Instagram, but then also at F45. From there, I had still been at corporate. I left corporate two days before my 27th birthday on April 6th. And I had actually landed a position to go and MC Wanderlust by Adidas at the time. So my first one was in Atlanta, Georgia on my 27th birthday. And that's been like the trajectory. That's what jumpstarted me on an entrepreneur journey. That is so cool. <laughs> I feel like you've had so many different experiences that have led you to where you are right now. Yeah. And I know something that we've talked a lot about is like the multifaceted female. Absolutely. And wearing all these hats and how to persevere in life. And I think for you, you own your own business, you're your own cheerleader, and you work with tons of different brands and just people of all walks of life. You have such a passion for the fitness industry, mm-hmm. and you have to show up in your day-to-day life as a daughter, a sister, a friend. How do you manage doing all of that? Oh, boy. Loaded question. <laughs> I think it's about prioritization and understanding how am I going to show up and be able to pour out of my cup in order to give back to others, right? As a female, I feel like we're naturally a nurturer, but I would say also As a female, we are naturally giving and we don't always fuel our own cup, right? And so one of the biggest things is being able to dictate the amount of time that you're spending on others while also remembering that you need to fill your cup as well. How does that look? I think some of it comes with self-care. Some of it comes with the ability to say no to certain things. I would also say it comes with navigating If roles were reversed, who was going to show up for me? Being able to say no without feeling guilty. Oh, yeah. That's a a tough one. I would say I battled that the most during 2018, 2019. I had taken on a role as an assistant fitness director in a brand new startup as well as the creative director. So wearing two separate hats, running a job that One, you have to turn on the coach hat. And then two, after that, you have to turn on, okay, what's happening in the email marketing? What's happening in the social media? Where is this going? Who's doing what, right? And so you end up burning out. You burn the candle from both ends. You end up kind of finding yourself running on empty, but the adrenaline pushes you, but only to a certain extent. So I would say from those instances is where I learned now, one, you have to step back and check yourself and kind of understand what's the prioritization, but also don't let great get in the way of good. And will the job get done even if it's not perfect? And sometimes you just have to take that step back to recognize, okay, is the world going to end if this is not 100% perfection? And nine times out of 10, the the answer to that question is no, the world's not going to end. And 
one subpar email blast or one subpar coaching class isn't going to be the end of my career in any extent. Right. It's not going to determine your worth, which I think I've been working on as a perfectionist or I'd like to say recovering perfectionist over the past couple of years is even if you can make everything look so seamless and put together online, I almost think that having those imperfections is important for your consumer to see. They want to grow with you and they want to see that vulnerable side of you where, yeah, you're not perfect. You're a real person. And I think social media is adapting to that sort of character. And even with this podcast, I am still learning and growing. And every single episode, I learn something new. And then the next one is even better than the one before. And I think that if you put all of your eggs into this has to be right, this has to be perfect, you aren't even helping yourself create that trial and error process. And the minute you mess up, it's going to be the end of the world for you. So I think allowing imperfections and allowing things to not go your way constantly is a really good mindset to have because it's, that's just life. It's never, it's never going to go exactly how you want it to go. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Mm-hmm. But I know that, again, you have literally had your hands in so many different fields and so many different atmospheres what does your day-to-day look like? I'm interested into what like Jen's Boy. day is like, the whole beginning to end. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about it. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to days, I am an early riser. Like and what time? 4.45, 5 o'clock. Oh, my God. And I am this energy at 4.45, Guys, she has so <laughs> much energy. I remember the first time I went to a workout class with you, and I— I was confused who the instructor was. I was like, is it Jen? Like, you are like so empowering and motivational when you're working out side by side with you. I remember we went to this free fitness class and we were right next to each other. And I was having the time of my life. I was hungover as balls. I thought I was going to die before I got there. And I know that's dramatic, but I needed Jen next to me. I feel like it was a godsend that she was there because I would not have made it through that workout if it wasn't for you. Yeah, when you told me afterwards that you were hungover, I lost it. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't know that I could have made that through. Oh, my gosh. Well, no, you are so energetic, and I love that you wake up so early because I was also texting you at, like, 11.30 last night. So 4.45, 5 o'clock is a start. Always started with a workout, usually strength training. Some days I sprinkle berries in, which isn't till 7.15. So then I flip-flop my mornings. Because if I work out strength training, I strength train at my house or my apartment. I live on the first floor on purpose so that I can strength train because otherwise it's not going to work out. I have a 300-pound barbell set, 88-pound kettlebell, like tons of kettlebells. I have a whole climber in my apartment. Like realistically, my workout is at my house. Like I just have to go to the living room. And then after that, I end up doing journaling, gratitude, some reflection, five-minute meditation. So I kind of have my mornings locked in. And so if I end up going to berries, I just flip-flop those things. And then after that, I end up getting right into it. So with me, because I work on a variety of projects as a designer, I try to content batch my days. So Mondays, I'm working on a real estate client. Tuesdays, I'm working on an investor. Wednesdays, I'm working on a skincare and cosmetics brand. So that I'm not running myself rabid into the ground, just 
kind of trying to reinvent the wheel. And it allows me to utilize my brain power, full focus on one task or one client so that I'm not just all over the place. With that too, I had listened to a podcast and I'm blanking on who it was, but he had mentioned that he breaks the days up into three separate days in one full day. And so he starts his day, it's 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. and then from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. and then from 6 p.m. to, he said 10 to 12, depending on, he has kids, so it depends on that. And It was great insight because within those many days, within a full 24 hours, he says, I give myself three priorities. I give myself three tasks to get accomplished within those many days. So then at the end of the full day, you have accomplished so many things, but it's one of those things where you're setting yourself up for more success because you have many timelines. I have an old roommate who used to think I was crazy because I would make myself have a timer for every single task I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would go overtime all the time. <laughs> you know me. I'm literally 15 minutes late to everything. Yeah. I I maybe I need to implement that into you my should. Life. Okay. So tell us more. Simple task is like folding laundry. I'd be like, all right, we got 15 minutes. What if you don't finish in time? No, you have to. That's not an option. Game. So you need to pick up your pace. <laughs> You need to you start. You the fitness instructors coming out. <laughs> Pick up the face. Pick up the face. Well, I think some of it is we lollygag so much. We doom scroll. We get on Instagram. We look at TikTok. We're responding to messages that one don't need to be prioritized. And then we're still left with a messy room and unmade bed and cups of coffee from yesterday all over the place, right? And so when you kind of prioritize your time, it gives you structure in a sense. And I think a lot of us are creatures of habit. So if we work within that structure, if we work within those timelines, it gives us an opportunity to to feel successful. But then also you have a more organized life if you are in fact accomplishing them within those timeframes. And some of them is setting realistic expectations, right? Setting realistic expectations in the sense of I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to clean the entire house might not be realistic okay, I'm going to give myself the next hour. I'm going to doom scroll on Instagram, maybe for five minutes, and then take it from there. But I think when it comes to navigating your day-to-day, you kind of have to think about, what am I setting out to do today to move the needle so that I can get to this bigger picture? And I know we've discussed kind of setting up goals that maybe the goal is not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow, next month, three months from now, whatever that looks like. But What are you doing right now in order to get that pushed forward? One of the number one things that I think really frustrates me about this time of year is not a lot of people give insight into how to attainably master a goal or attainably master a skill. It's all, you need to do this and you need to prioritize it to the point where it's going to completely overwhelm you and exhaust you. And... That's why I love like reading certain books or listening to certain podcasts where people have the same ideologies as me. And I think that really helps me to move forward with progressing into what I want my life to look like. But anyway, we got distracted. So how does the rest of your day look like? So you are really, really good with… Pretty rigid. Yeah, which I like. And we actually have an accountability group. I'm getting sidetracked again. But (laughs) where we send like emojis into a group of girls that wanted to be in it. And I think that's the first step, like wanting to do something and wanting to be interested in it. 
not like forcing someone like, hey, we're starting this accountability group. You have to be in it. And then they don't want to participate. Well, I think it's about establishing community that one, if you like, if you don't make something happen, you're not feeling kind of let down by yourself. You know that this group is going to hype you up no matter what. And that it's a reflection on your overall thing, not necessarily what people, people are there to cheer you on in this group, whether or not you drink a whole gallon of water or if you don't that day. Right. So I guess I can kind of explain how the group works so that people have some sort of insight into it and maybe they can try it for themselves. So we actually have a group note and there's different emojis. So for example, like the girl running, that's movement. And the like thinking one where she's like, perched on something and there's like lines coming out of her brain or no, that's you are using your brain. So whether yes. that's listening to a podcast or I listen to TED Talks, I try to every day, using knowledge to your advantage and there's journaling, et cetera. Like there's so many different tasks on there, but everybody has the capability to add tasks that are personal to them. So my roommate, Natalie, she broke her arm and she's in physical therapy. So that's a priority for her. She has a physical therapy emoji. And it's like a little iron arm. So cute. I know. So every single day, I love sending in the emojis that I accomplished that day because I'm not looking at anybody else's and being like, oh, they didn't move today or they didn't journal today. It's like, oh, look at all the stuff that they accomplished today, even if there's things on there that they wanted to and they didn't necessarily Even didn't if get they only to. got three. Exactly. It's really, really good for making sure that you feel this like reward system, this accountability, this empowerment to keep going and do the goals and tasks throughout the day that are important to you. Yeah. And I think it's one thing if you share a community of friends that have similar interests, I was very surprised to see how many of us wanted to be within that. But it also takes it a step further. There's a group of us who want to be healthy. There's a group of us who are looking to improve ourselves daily. There's a group of us who want to worry about our skincare and our hydration. And realistically, I mean, you, you're built around the five people you surround yourself the most. And so yeah. thinking about that, you're surrounding yourself. Obviously, it's digitally. But those type of people are only going to help you level up. Yeah. And I love the conversations that we have in there because it's really about empowering one another. There's a girl in there that had a job interview and everybody's like, you go girl. Like, Absolutely. and you gave her some really helpful advice. And I think in any stage of life, it's important to support each other. And I think that's why I know some people don't like the word accountability. I think social media, unfortunately, has kind of made it where accountability is kind of like the word tone, yeah. right? It's so overused. It's saturated. It's overdrawn. Yeah. And realistically, it's just, oh, I have an accountability group. Oh, hold me accountable. That kind of a thing happens a lot now. But it's interesting to see who actually follows through with it. Yeah. It's a buzzword. I agree. I know we keep getting distracted, <laughs> but I really do want to know what the rest of your day looks like. So you kind of have the morning to yourself. Morning yeah. to myself. Clients usually go till about two o'clock. I end up doing work. And then around two or three, I go on a five-mile walk every day. Really? Yep. Tell us Which more. I'm pretty sure that the neighborhood thinks I'm crazy. Crazy woman doing arounds. <laughs> crazy woman who wears a 5XL black sweatshirt unless it's summertime because I just don't want to be bothered. I don't want people to talk to me. <laughs> Baseball cap on, 5XL sweatshirt. I'm always in all black. 
And I walk very fast. How long does that take? I can do it in an hour and 15 minutes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you are like a machine. Yeah. Um, my mile time, walking a mile is 13 minutes. That's like mine running. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of wild. That's but insane. I would also say, thanks to New York and New Jersey, I have a quick you, oh, you got to look like you're yourself. going places. Yeah. yeah. So that usually happens when I get back. I end up stretching, prepping for dinner, and then usually getting back to work nine times out of 10. Unless I have some dinner or a date going on, usually I end up going back to work. And a lot of times those things are more admin, reviewing anything that any one of my interns or contractors are also working on, reviewing any further emails, because I try not to really navigate emails throughout the day unless I know a client is going to be reaching out about something that I'm working on within the day. And just kind of taking time to, okay, what's on the list next? What did I accomplish? What do we have to get to? And I use Notion. Have you ever used Notion or Monday or Asana? I haven't, but I hear okay. really good things. Yeah. So I have a task list in there for all of my interns and like anyone who contracts with me. Within that, I can go and review that and tag them or see what they've worked on or see how much progress we've gotten within all of the tasks and then kind of make up what's needed for moving forward. I think for you, it could be beneficial to use if you get a intern who's working on cutting graphics for Instagram right. or the podcast, right? Yeah. You can give them tasks and then be tagged within them, see how their progress is doing, give them a due date all in one space without having to go to email, which I think is so nice. I like that. I use Trello. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I know before. I know that they're similar, but... The negative I found with Trello is it's not as client-friendly. Right. And I use the boards for clients as well. That's smart. That's yeah. smart. I, I Maybe I should... We'll have, have a, we'll have to have yeah, a we'll have to have a little brainstorming that. session. But I think yeah. people really like hearing about different organizational methods because I get asked that all the time. Like, how do you stay organized? And how do you plan out your day? How do you plan out your schedule? So that's why I love asking people that Absolutely. because I think it's helpful to see how somebody who's motivated and somebody that's reached a lot of success handles their day. Because I think that almost speaks for itself. You are setting yourself up for a good day mm -hmm. and a productive day. Mm -hmm. And then you go into your work day. You give yourself a much-needed break, which I love. I'm going to start doing that. Maybe not five miles at first. Midday breaks are needed, though, especially when we work on the screen so much between our phones and our computers. Yeah. And you have to change the perspective for your eyes. Yeah. So getting away, it's a little bit of grounding. I mean, I have sneakers on, so I'm not fully grounding, which is basically when you go out into nature. But I do that all the time whenever I'm home. Yes. My mom lives on a horse farm. Exactly. So we're just in the middle of nowhere. And I literally take off my shoes. I run outside and I like <laughs> go play fetch with our dog. And I, I yeah. feel great. It really is crazy how beneficial that is for your mind. Mm -hmm. And I know people literally roll their eyes whenever I say, go outside, take your shoes off, and walk around in the grass, and you're going to feel better. <laughs> but I swear, I actually feel better whenever I do that. Unfortunately, I can't do that where I live right now, but I guess I could go to, like, you a nearby park. You can come by my <laughs> People will be like, who's that crazy barefoot girl? <laughs> Especially here in D.C. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But, yeah, I know that you talk a lot about screen breaks and how you need to adjust your eyes to different perspectives. Oh, yeah. So what are the implications of not doing that? I know that you 
have discussed with me a little bit about that. And I'm interested to hear more. When it comes to perspective, so a couple things, changing your perspective in vision while you're sitting at a screen all day, just being sure to look out the window, being certain to get away, walk around your house, take a lap around the neighborhood, whatever that looks like. And getting your eyes so they're not just back behind a screen nonstop. Another thing I also do is all of my screens, my computer, my um, iPad, my phone, everything is goes to night drawn. So all of the blue light comes out and goes to yellow. And it's on a timer for all of them. They just automatically go. Also, on my iPhone, if I click the right three times, one, two, three, it will go into a grayscale. So at bedtime, everything goes into grayscale for me. Oh my so gosh. I'm like How really big. How do you adjust big. that on your phone? Is it in settings? Yeah, it is in settings. And I can write it down and tell you. I don't know 100% how I did it, but you basically take all of the light out completely. We'll put it in the show notes. Yes, we'll put it in the show notes so everyone who has an iPhone can take all of the light out and make sure that your retinas are not crazy. So those things are good. But then also I think getting away from the screen, getting away from email and being feeling bogged down in social media and kind of having some imposter syndrome is a really huge benefit, right? Yeah. And that was something I was going to ask you about. Is that something that you suffer from ever? Mm. When it comes to imposter syndrome, absolutely. I don't think you're human if you say you don't have it. I would say at the age that I'm at, I'm about to be 32. A lot of females of friends of mine are engaged, married, having kids. And I am in a completely different space running my own business and navigating relationships and kind of just my path is not linear towards theirs, but these are still my best friends, right? Some of them have bought houses. Some of them have moved to other countries, whatever that looks like. But realistically, at the end of the day, they're still my friends. So how do you still love them, support them, cheer them on, but also look at our lives are completely different? And I did hear this thing one time, which I think is a beautiful way to put it, is if you're feeling imposter syndrome, Think about it this way. Would you be willing to completely, and I mean completely, take every single aspect of that person's life? Because you're envying, like you're taking on envy for one glimpse that we see on social media, from one trip that they have, or from their marriage, or a job that they have, right? Are you willing to take on all of the other aspects that come with it? I love that. So for those of you that don't know, I own a social media coaching business, and her name is Content Confidant, where I teach women how to build digital brands from the ground up. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur or wannabe content creator, she's the girl for you. She's going to hold your hand and walk you through the whole process. I recently launched my new accelerated six-week boot camp, where I personally coach you one-on-one on how to build a freedom lifestyle from scratch. All you have to do is head to the show notes and book your first free discovery call. And the first six people who sign up will redeem 15% off the entire program. Again, all you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on the link, book a free 20-minute discovery call with me to talk about all of your business needs. And then the first six people who sign up will get 15% off. Can't wait. The reason I ask content creators and business owners this question is because not only do I think it's so human and I think everybody experiences it, 
But from someone who works so primarily from a social media perspective and spends most of their day on social media, I think doom scrolling and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. So I've had to set up really strict boundaries with myself whenever I'm working as opposed to whenever I'm working and I just happen to be scrolling and I like end up in the black hole. So I find that whenever I am scrolling too much and I'm spending time watching other people's content that isn't like going to alter my life in any way, that I start creeping comparison into my brain. It's just not it's just not good. So I think social media has completely warped our perception of not just other people and how their lives look like, but ourselves. I've told you this story before, but I want to share it. I went to a channeler. Her name is Jess Stone. She is so cool. She's based in Venice and Orange County. And she's out in California. I went to her shop to do a channeling session a few years ago. At the time, I was experiencing really unfortunate spouts of scrolling too much and comparing and imposter syndrome and letting it really affect my self-confidence. And I told her I was feeling extremely overwhelmed with those emotions. She's just really good with advice too. And she's a mom. She has like three kids and she has an incredible career and she is just really wise in so many different avenues of life. So she told me that our brains are still working like they were in caveman times. Right. Obviously, yeah, evolution has happened and we do live in a more progressive society as opposed to a caveman, but our anatomy is still programmed that way. So when we're looking at a phone and we're swiping from left to right every two seconds or we're on somebody else's profile and then in the next two seconds we're on another, we also go to our text messages and then we go back to our email and then we go to our social media. Our brains physically cannot process that. So it leads to a lot of anxiety, depression, stress, and it's because our brains physically can't interpret what we are looking at and what we are digesting. So I think your evaluation of doom scrolling and taking time away from the screen is so important for people to hear. Yeah. I would also think too, one of the things I've done big time on Instagram, big time on TikTok, if I haven't interacted with you in two weeks, I unfollow you. No way. Yeah. That's, that is savage. I like that. It is that. savage. I'm also a huge blocker. I'm a big muter. I have no problem because at the end of the day, is this person paying my bills? No. At the end of the day, is this person adding value to my life? If they're not, I don't want to interact. I love that. <laughs> I need to be more religious with the block button because oh, yes. I have really bad trolls on TikTok. Mm. And... I actually blocked someone yesterday and I was really proud of myself. I know. And I, for a while, I wanted to say like, oh, all press is good press. And, you know, like having the haters in the comments, I was like, oh, that's good. It is to it's an extent. It's not good for my mental health. And if it's to the point where it's making me rethink certain things that I'm putting out there or about the way that I'm going to behave from a genuine way, then yeah, GTG. See you never. <laughs> Usually those people like follow me too. And I'm like, okay, F you. <laughs> you're 157922. Yes. No profile picture. And you're just yes. wondering who it is. Exactly. But I know you've touched a little bit on like relationships and how now your friends are starting to get married and buy houses and things like that. 
How do you feel like being a multifaceted woman has affected your dating life or your relationships in general? Well, it goes back to being a nurturer. I would say coming into dating with relationships, you or I, I feel as though us as females, we tend to pour out more than we actually have within our cup. And I know personally, I will go above and beyond. It it doesn't even matter if it's an intimate relationship, no matter what relationship it is. I put everybody before myself. And when it comes to dating, I think a lot of it, being an entrepreneur, being someone who makes your own schedule, being someone who has an opinion and different perspectives can be intimidating. And it can be this space of, no, I think an, an a woman who's a powerhouse is really hot until it actually you're dating a man and they see you in action. And it's like, all right, so you think it's hot. Great. And then month three, month four, and you're not around, you're busy, you have more than a nine to five going on. The realistic expectation is, wait, I thought we were going to go on a date. Wait, I thought we were going to do- Well, my work is my priority, not you. You might, you are going to become a priority, but in the beginning stages, you're not priority because I think- Also, you have to think about yourself first. And when it comes to dating in that realm, if that person goes away tomorrow, are you going to look back, turn around and be like, oh no, I was prioritizing them over my business. And I've experienced that multiple times, whether it's an intimate relationship or it's a friendship. I've had friendships that have broken up in a way, which sometimes I think can be more challenging than a intimate relationship because people don't necessarily understand, oh, I can't go out every night this week because I have a business to build. And at the same time, that also comes with being an entrepreneur, being able to say no because you're building your dream. Whereas, and I don't fault anyone who has a nine to five, but once they hit that nine to five block, they can shut off work. And I'm sure you experience this at times as well. Yeah. And I learned something recently from my therapist, Kevin. Shout out, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Go off, Kev. (laughs) Anyway, he really gave me some very valuable and active advice into how I could cure my relationship with saying no to people. So I, over the past like three months, I think the holidays and there's events and whatever, I was feeling really overwhelmed and I kept saying yes to things and not even thinking twice about it. So uh, I confessed to him recently, just poured my soul out to him that I was feeling so overwhelmed and I couldn't think straight and I just wanted to cry every two seconds because I seriously did not have time to even just like lounge around, relax and not even think about work. Like actually relax. And I think some people don't realize that when you want to relax, it's not just like sitting down or laying down. Like you have to actually think I'm going to relax. Like you have to turn your brain off because if you're thinking about work and you're relaxing, like that's not relaxing. I have a challenging time with that. Oh, me too. I think it's definitely a relationship that needs to be healed for a lot of people. But he gave me the very smart idea, which seems like common sense now, (laughs) which is called delayed decision-making. So Instead of somebody reaching out to me and I immediately say, yes, let's do that this day at this time, whatever, he said, maybe you need to take a step back and say, hey, I appreciate the offer. That is so sweet. I'm going to check my calendar and see if I can make it work, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 
So that way you have time to really process, oh, is this something I have time for? Or maybe you're having a really busy season in life. Maybe you have a month worth of projects that you just cannot put your time anywhere else. Or if you want to put your time anywhere else, it's to yourself and you want to relax and have that TLC, whatever, unwind. He said, hey, I am really, really busy this month, but check in with me next month and we can plan something. I would love to see you and like, thanks for inviting me or like, thanks for reaching out, whatever. And I think having those replies and those moments of careful consideration is so important because for a while there, I was saying yes to everything under the sun. I was like, I'll go to this event with you. Oh, I'll go on a date with you. I will also take on this project. I will also do this event. I'll host this. Like, no, like I can't do all of that. It's just not physically possible. And I think when you are this multifaceted person and this entrepreneur, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to have it all together and do everything. And you need to give yourself that space to truly unwind and reflect because if you don't, you're not going to show up for your clients or your people in the way that you would want to. And that will come off clear as day to them. Yeah, I would say your energy definitely will show up differently. People can tell when you're stressed. They can tell when there's angst. They can tell when, especially if someone's been working with you for quite some time, they can definitely understand when you're navigating something. And you can do all of those things, right? Be showing up for everything to an extent to where all of a sudden it comes crashing down. Yeah. I know you mentioned Tink said this, who I actually met last month. She was so cool. But you said that she compared it to a rubber band. Would you want to explain that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So she did explain that we as females end up expanding ourselves like a rubber band. And someone needs something from us, we will jump right there and do it. If someone needs assistance changing a tire, then someone needs help walking their dog, then you want to go to someone's birthday party. So you expand, 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 expand. And then essentially the rubber band can't hold it all, so it breaks. And I would say also when that happens— We are so malleable in the sense of, okay, we'll expand here. Oh, just this one time. Let me add this into my schedule, even though I was planning on saying no. But the problem with that is we end up putting ourselves in this pigeonhole of a little bit of, oh, next time I'll say no. Next time I say no. And the reality is next time, it shouldn't be next time. It should be right now. Because next time is when you're going to end up having a panic attack, anxiety attack, and you could end up in the hospital. Like some of these things... Is it worth your sanity? Is it worth your peace? Most likely not. No. And this is really sad, but is a harsh reality. I think a lot of people don't slow down enough and they feel like they have to do everything all the time. And the rubber band analogy is so important because I've snapped. Oh, absolutely. I've snapped multiple times. Uh, Kevin knows. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin is aware. But I think it's really important to stay grounded. And I know that grounding is a really good practice for you. So like, what are some things that grounding does for you? Or like, what are some practices that you can tell the audience about that are helpful? I would say when you're feeling that way. So I had experienced my first ever panic attack in 2018 and I didn't know what was happening. I was in the middle of teaching a class and started getting, my chest was tight. I thought I was having an asthma attack because I have asthma and the reality factor is when I finished class, I drove myself to the emergency room saying that I couldn't breathe. And the guy did this finger test and he goes, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're actually experiencing a panic attack. And from that moment on, I was like, all right, I have to slow down. I have to do something else. 
And some of the ways that I started listening to podcasts, also reading books to figure out what does that look like, right? So taking walks, being out in the sun, even when it's rainy, going out in the cold. Grounding can also be taking your shoes off and running around like you do, but it can be as simple as sitting, laying down on the floor. Maybe it's carpet, maybe it's not, but just breathing, breathing in silence, five-minute meditation. And I know some people probably think meditation really woo-woo, but it can be as simple as I'm just going to sit here, put a five-minute timer on, and close my eyes. That can be meditation. Right. I also don't think people take the space to sit in complete silence and focus on their breath. And our breath is what fuels us. It's one of the most important things about human life. Absolutely. I don't think people will realize that sometimes they just like literally aren't breathing enough. (laughs) Yeah. So I think having that time where you set out, I am going to just work on my breath. Have you ever heard of box breathing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something you can do. I mean, even it's as simple as, okay, take five seconds. What can I see right now? What can I feel right now? What can I hear right now? So that you're kind of readjusting your brain neurons. And instead of focusing on whatever is falling apart in front of you, taking a step back, looking at everything around you, hearing things, feeling things, tasting things, that resets your brain and be like, okay, let me refigure this out again. Right. This is actually a little funny story. My friend was going on a date last night and (laughs) she was so nervous. And I was in the Uber with her because I went to dinner and then was trying to get closer to my house. So I just like Ubered with her and then I met her at home. She was expressing how nervous she was. So I could just sense it. I could feel it. And I was just saying, you need to breathe. (laughs) I was like, take three deep breaths, okay? Three deep breaths. Like, don't look about, like, don't worry about looking crazy next to me. Like, take three deep breaths, close your eyes, flip your hair, and then put a pep in your stuff. (laughs) Because I think we compartmentalize and we internalize so much. And our breath can really guide us so much. And if I'm ever in like a stressful situation or I'm feeling overwhelmed or I really just have noticed that I haven't been breathing properly, I just take three deep breaths. I think we as a society have a lot of non-grounding practices that we instill into our daily life, like Mm -hmm. gym scrolling and sitting on our computer all day or interacting. Yeah. Sitting Sitting. in general, just moving around. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The other day I was telling T that in the middle of our friend T, Taylor, um, in the middle of my work day, I was like, yeah, I just keep my kettlebell nearby and I'll just like do some kettlebell swings or I'll just open up my legs to like get into a frog pose. So I'm not just sitting all the time. And she was like, wow, usually if I have an extra five minutes, I lounge on the couch. We use our time very differently, but realistically movement is necessary. Like movement, motion is really going to reset your brain. It's going to reset your body. And it also helps get out of your own way. Oh yeah. Using your brain in a different way. Oh, yeah. So reading or writing or playing an instrument or going out in nature, there's so many ways. Putting on a song and dancing. Yeah. How many times do we not do that? But when we were little, think about when you when you were little. You had TV shows that had random music or you were singing some song somewhere. Those things are sending different neurons to our brain to like release dopamine in a positive way. I actually did a Reiki session a few years ago. And it was the only one I did. I really liked it. But for those that don't know what Reiki is, it's basically like all of your auras. And you have a Reiki practitioner 
who will basically like try and feel energy around your body and see where you're the most tense. And the weirdest thing for me, I also have this in massages, is I get really weird like childhood memories that I kind of had locked away in my subconscious come out during massages or Reiki. And it's because our body holds certain parts of like energy and certain memories in different sectors of our body. So for women, it's mostly in our like lower body, which I find interesting. But I was having a lot of weird energy in my root chakra, okay, which is a lot of like childhood and people that have experienced a lot of trauma usually have like energy deficiencies in their root chakra. So I thought that was just an interesting thing to do. So if you haven't like done a Reiki session and you're interested in any of this, I think definitely like invest in it because I learned so much about myself and what I needed to work on. And I feel like a completely new human. I want to do it again soon. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I think it's also good to when you're using energy in different ways and just moving around, it resets your brain without even realizing. Oh, yeah. 100%. But I do have one final thing I want to ask you. So you are the queen of podcasts. You are (laughs) everyone's number one listener, I feel like. Jen, after every podcast episode comes out for me, she will text me like what she liked and she gives me like a whole summary, which I love because that's what I want from this podcast. I want people to reach out, tell me what they like, what they don't like, maybe things I can improve on. And it's really just a building process and we're all working together to make this community. And Jen is always the first person to reach out and just give me some words of affirmation and be like super, super sweet. I appreciate her because it's nice to hear that people are listening. But I want to know who your favorite podcasters are and maybe who your favorite people to follow on social media are. Hmm. Favorite podcaster would be Skinny Confidential. All right. We're going to go in three buckets. Okay. Okay. So for learning, we're going Andrew Huberman. Okay, because there's so much. And he has an entire conglomerate of people that are coming on that, yes, some of it gets science and really nerdy, right? But other parts you're really interested in. Or it just opens up the door to go down a rabbit hole to learn something new. So I like that. In terms of comedy, we have two, we have a tied place. Jared Freed, who's the J I recently podcast. listened to him. I'm obsessed. And if you're not obsessed with comedy, you can listen to him live scream The Bachelor. Okay. I don't watch The Bachelor, but I watch him scream at The Bachelor. So that's something. Catch it. Catch oh, it now. I it's happening it. right now. Him and Heather McMahon, a female comedian. Oh, I so love the two Heather of them McMahon. hilarious. So I get my endless giggles from them. And then Skinny Confidential for all things under the sun. I think. It's very similar in the sense of you're going to get a wide variety, whether it's skincare, it's mental, it's emotional. I mean, they've had people on there who are ex-convicts that have started a business. They come from nothing. They've gotten their life together. You would be very surprised, I think, sometimes with their people who are coming on to hear what people's journeys are. Oh, 100%. And I like With them, how they bring on people from a variety of different backgrounds. Oh, 1,000%. And every single episode is completely different from the next. But I love that. That's what I got for you. I know. Okay. What about people that you follow? Okay. Jara. Jara Bean. Oh, I love her. (laughs) She's really what inspired me to become a social media coach. Okay. Well, she is one of—like, I love her. I've known her since way back in the day when she was— 
not Jerabine. <laughs> no way. So you yeah. know her on a personal level. Yeah. So before she was not Jerabine because she had a different Instagram name. Also, like going through Soul Cycle instructing, she went. I think twice through that. Then she was full on soul cycle. Yeah, to what she's been today. It's been amazing. Queen of social media coaching. I think that she is like the most well known social media coach by far. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Which is so funny because I remember when she was going through a coaching thing to even how to start a business. Like Jara kind of made this from nothing (laughs) into something. And I'm so proud of her, but it's been amazing to watch her grow. And she also has a lot of senior dogs, which is cute. So if nothing that's else, so you can cute. they just adopted another one, her and her husband. <laughs> oh my God, that's gonna be me. Yeah. And then Shanae Alexander, she also has a podcast. She is just a powerhouse. I have followed her and Jara when their Instagrams first started. And she is someone who has really shaped the industry when it comes to fitness and body image and being comfortable in your skin, showing up for who you really are, speaking anything you want to, putting your perspective and opinions out there and standing behind it. Because she even says like, not everyone's going to like me. Not everyone has to love me, but I'm also here to not be loved by everyone. And also, I may not be a size two and I have curves, but I'm still beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love that. Amazing. Okay, I know I said that was my last question, but I have <laughs> I have one more. Uh-oh. Okay. And this is something I want to start introducing into every like podcast episode that I do. Mm-hmm. What is your martini of choice or your mm. like drink of choice? Oh. <laughs> drink of choice is spicy margarita. And when I say spicy, I mean spicy, okay? When Tay and I were in Charleston, I was able to get up to three habaneros in my drink and a spiced rim. (laughs) But I want it like spicy. Sound like me. (laughs) To the point where it's still delicious and I'm not just drinking spice. Right. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think there has to be like a good mix of flavor and then the balance. Yes. But if we're going solo martinis, definitely an espresso martini. Ooh, we love an espresso. I want to make them at home. Natalie, my roommate, is really good at making them. I still haven't mastered it. But I'm also horrible at making drinks. And I'm much better at being served. So... Like very well, we should have too good at being them. served. <laughs> I need like a butler to like come in and hand us please, martinis. Please, martinis. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jen. If you have any like last minute golden nuggets, now is the time to share. Or if you want to tell the audience too how they can connect with you, would love that. Can connect with me at Jennifer Dimachowski on Instagram, jenniferdimachowski.com. and also a tidbit of, or I guess a little quote: "Perfection is elusive." Ooh, we love that. Okay, guys. Well, you guys reach out to Jen, and I hope you enjoy this episode. She gave so many good bits, pieces of advice that I'm sure you can take with you and incorporate into your life. Thank you so much, Jen, and we will see you next time. Thank you. So for those of you that don't know, I own a social media coaching business, and her name is Content Confidant where I teach women how to build digital brands from the ground up. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur or wannabe content creator, she's the girl for you. She's going to hold your hand and walk you through the whole process. I recently launched my new accelerated six-week boot camp, where I personally coach you one-on-one on how to build a freedom lifestyle from scratch. All you have to do is head to the show notes and book your first free discovery call, And the first six people who sign up will redeem 15% off the entire program. Again, 
All you have to do is head to our show notes, tap on the link, book a free 20-minute discovery call with me to talk about all of your business needs. And then the first six people who sign up will get 15% off. Can't wait.